the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So, I will confess up front, I am uh, not a uh, person who is fascinated by the royal family. I mean, the only fascination I have with the royal family is kind of a what's the point fascination. (laughs) Uh, They are largely ceremonial, but I will say this. uh, I have uh, a great admiration for people who can inspire others. I don't always have to understand how or why they inspire others. And uh, viewing on television the outpouring of emotion in the aftermath of Queen Elizabeth's death, uh, it is very obvious how beloved she was by uh, the British people. And it was interesting for me today to listen to former Prime Minister Boris Johnson uh, in Parliament talk about Queen Elizabeth, which, first of all, this is weird to me. I just do not understand the English political system at all. Boris Johnson was the prime minister, and he was forced out. But he's still a member of parliament. Like, this would be like if after Donald Trump was defeated in the election, Donald Trump went back and served as a congressman or a senator. That's just weird to me. But anyway, Boris Johnson is in parliament, and Boris Johnson got up, and he gave a very eloquent speech, very touching speech. Uh, This is how it began. Perhaps it's partly that she's always been there, a changeless human reference point in British life. The person who, all the surveys say, appears most often in our dreams. So unvarying in her pole star radiance that we have perhaps been lulled into thinking that she might be in some way eternal. But I think our shock is keener today because we are coming to understand in her death, the full magnitude of what she did. Now, and think of what we asked. Oh, that's, a, that's the second cut I'm going to play for you from Boris Johnson. So, I was covering a football game at Notre Dame when Princess Diana died in the uh, car accident in France. And uh, that kind of you know, emotional outpouring I could understand because she was young and beautiful and there had been all the drama with her and Prince Charles, and now he's King Charles. Uh, He's King Charles III. Um, Can I say, this might be intemperate, (laughs) can I say, anyone that would marry Camilla Parker Bowles over Princess Diana, I I don't understand the judgment. I think his judgment is flawed, which is what I would say. Uh, So anyway, uh, it's just a personal observation. But King Charles, 
uh, will now, uh, he's, he'll be 74 himself in November. 74. So what? Will he get, if, if he lives as long as his mom, he'll get 20 plus years. He's not a picture of health. Well, he looked pretty good today, shaking yeah, people's well. hands. This is a real, this guy's a real interesting dynamic here, okay? Because he was hated because he cheated on Princess Diana and he made Princess Diana anorexic and he made Princess Diana suicidal. And Prince, I mean, he treated her like dirt. She he wasn't really did. From, she wasn't from royal bloodline. Well, right? she was. She had to be from royal bloodlines to marry him or he wouldn't be the king. Oh. I'm, she was she, something. She I was thought, royal of some sort. Oh, I thought she wasn't. And that was a big rub, too. No, that's not a, the, this is not a thing. Uh, Meghan Markle's Meghan. not, as much as Meghan Markle would tell you she is. Right. I understand but that. But she's not. Okay. Uh, but this is how, this is actually how Queen Elizabeth became Queen Elizabeth. Somebody married somebody who was not a royal. Uh, her uncle which this is going to get me in all kinds of trouble because I'm probably going to screw this up. Her uncle, King Edward, abdicated his throne to marry a non-royal, making King Edward's brother, Queen Elizabeth's dad, King of England, King George. He died in 1952. She was 25 years old. So she became queen in 1950. She, she actually became queen in 1952, although she wasn't coronated until 1953. But you become queen, or in this case, King Charles, you become king the minute the former monarch dies. But they go through all the pomp and circumstance and ceremonies. Would you like to know the line of secession, Alan Rogers, if something would happen, something unfortunate would happen to Prince Charles? I saw a meme on Facebook. Uh, the, that's probably not according. That's probably not authentic. But go ahead. Yeah, What's the meme? Well, it was a bunch of the children. Like yeah, the that's next true. Prince, the So next, the next in line is Prince William, eldest son of Charles and Diana. Okay. Okay. He's the Duke of Cornwall and Cambridge. Yes. In case you wanted to know. The next in line is his son, Prince George. And so his son. And he's how old? Oh, he's a little kid. Yeah. He's a little kid. Yeah. Next in line yeah. is his sister, Prince yeah. George's sister, Princess Charlotte. Yes. Then next in line is their third child, Prince Louis. Yep. And then next in line, fifth in line. Watch Meghan Markle. Just I'm just saying, food taster. <laughs> Meghan Markle's husband, Prince Harry, is fifth in line. Yeah, I, that's the meme I saw. Yeah, he's yeah. fifth. He's behind three kids and his brother. So he's way down the line. Never going to be king. That'll leave him But he's, yeah. and now there's some fear. I heard one of the British royal, you know, gossip dudes talking about the fact that Queen Elizabeth was the firewall keeping the royal family from completely disowning Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Because Meghan Markle has said all kinds of horrendous things, and she's gotten Harry to say all kinds of horrendous things about the royal family. But they treat uh, them, they treated their child badly, that the royal family is racist, you know, that Kate Middleton, who's the wife of Prince William, the Duchess of whatever, uh, Meghan Markle's made all kinds of accusations against her. So Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are kind of persona non grata in the royal family, and Queen Elizabeth was the thing that kind of kept them attached in some way because she, Queen Elizabeth, and Harry were buddies. 
Harry supposedly brought out her lighthearted side. Well, now the thought is that now that she's deceased, that Prince Harry's dad, King Charles, will completely disown him. And that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle will be shunted aside. Didn't they move to Canada? No, I think they moved to California. I think they got some huge mansion out there. California, Canada. Where they're fighting climate change with private jets. It's an interesting strategy they have, fighting climate change by flying everywhere on private jets. Uh, Yeah. So here's Boris Johnson on the Queen, uh, who he said uh, gave an address to uh, the, the royal, gave an address. I don't know if I have enough time for this. I think it might be more than two minutes. I can't tell. Uh, but Queen Elizabeth, I'll play it after uh, we take a break. But Queen Elizabeth, the first time she addressed the British people was not when she became queen. The first time she addressed the British people was when she was 14 years old. They put her on the radio in 1940 when she was 14 years old. Alan, let's check your American history. Let's (laughs) check the history teachers at Cardington High School. What in 1940 would have prompted the King of England, her dad, to put his 14-year-old daughter, Princess Elizabeth, well, that's hard to say, Princess Elizabeth at the time. What would have prompted King, let's see, it wasn't Edward, King George, what would have, don't look it up, no Googling. I can't. I don't know. In 1940, 1940 in England, what's going on in England in 1940? Yeah, World War II. Exactly the Blitz. Yeah. So they're bomb the Nazis Blitzkrieg. They're bombing yeah. London. They're turning out the lights and everything every single night, and they put 14 year old Queen Elizabeth on a national radio. No, not Queen Elizabeth. She was Princess Elizabeth. They put her on the radio at age 14. <laughs> to talk to other British children about don't be afraid, we're going to be fine. That's amazing. I think that's amazing. So I'm sure that accounts for why she was so beloved, because think about it, the generation that would have grown up then would have told their children about that and told their children about her becoming queen at age 25. So I gain more respect and admiration for her in light of all this. Alan Rogers sitting in today uh, producing the show. Alan, am I boring you with my newfound fascination for the Royals? My daughters are fascinated with the Royals, and I don't really understand their fascination for the Royals. And then today I'm watching the coverage, and uh, I kind of got a flavor for it because I could see how genuine the British people's uh, grief is over the death of Queen Elizabeth. I, I don't know where I feel. I, I think she was an amazing woman. Yes. Uh, first of all, to live that long, I hope can only hope to live that long. Six. I know. She was born the same year as my father. My father passed away a few years ago. She's 96. Yeah. Uh, and And to do the things she's done and to see the history she's seen. Yeah, 15 prime ministers. How many presidents? Seven? Fourteen, I think. Fourteen. Fourteen presidents. Seven popes. Yeah. She met every president but one. And you name the president she did not meet. I saw that last night, too, but I can't remember. LBJ. Okay. LBJ. Which makes sense, because he wasn't president, you know, super long. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess he was was he sixty four to sixty eight, and then he was the final part of Kennedy's term. Uh, but yeah, LBJ was the one. Okay, so here's Boris Johnson, the former Prime Minister of England. I thought this was uh, a kind of a touching tribute to the Queen. He spoke for about eight minutes. This is just a very very small portion of it, and he begins by talking about what I was telling you earlier is that Queen Elizabeth, at age fourteen, before she was queen, but at age fourteen she was Princess Elizabeth. I've stumbled over that every single time I've said it. Princess Elizabeth. And they put her on the radio to reassure British children that everything would be okay during the Nazi blitz on London. She knew how to keep us going when times were toughest. In 1940, when this country and this democracy faced the real possibility of extinction, she gave a broadcast aged only 14, that was intended to reassure the children of Britain. She said then, we know, every one of us, that in the end, all will be well. She was right. And she was right again in the darkest days of the COVID pandemic when she came on our screens and told us that we would meet again. And we did. And I now speak for other Prime Ministers. When I say ex-Prime Minister, when I say that she helped to comfort and guide us as well as the nation because she had the patience and the sense of history to see that troubles come and go and that disasters are seldom as bad as they seem. And it was that indomitability, that humour, that work ethic and that sense of history which together made her Elizabeth the Great. And when I call her that, I should add one, Elizabeth the Great, I should add one final quality, of course, which was her humility. I can tell you, as a direct eyewitness, that she drove herself in her own car with no detectives and no bodyguard, bouncing at alarming speed <laughs> over the Scottish landscape to the total amazement of the ramblers and the tourists we encountered. And it is that indomitable spirit with which she created the modern constitutional monarchy. An institution so strong and so happy and so well understood, not just in this country, but in the Commonwealth and around the world, that the succession has already seamlessly taken place. And I believe she would regard it as her own highest achievement, that her son, Charles III, will clearly and amply follow her own extraordinary standards of duty and service. And the fact that today we can say with such confidence, God save the King, is a tribute to him, but above all to Elizabeth the Great, who worked so hard for the good of her country, not just now, but for generations to come. That is why we mourn her so deeply. And it is in the depths of our grief that we understand why we loved her so much. That was well done by Boris Johnson. Very well done. And and again, uh, I I don't have to understand the British monarchy, the fascination, all the wealth, all the stuff. I mean, the country of uh, England is not in great shakes financially. and, And, you know, it's easy to look from the outside and say, well, they waste all that wealth on the 
pomp and circumstance of a royal family. Um, but you can't discount that she's obviously someone who has made a gigantic emotional impact on a lot of people. And is it possible, is it possible that in this country we could ever have a leader like that ever again who would be beloved on both sides of the aisle? Now, I know there's no universal approval, but is there a possibility that we'll have a leader who will be beloved by 80% of America? Is Obama that guy? Yeah, I mean, for me, no. For me, no. I I will tell you why. Uh, Barack Obama is, to me, the reason why racism has reared its ugly head as an issue in this country. Again, not because he's black, because he used his race, particularly in his second term, as a firewall against any criticism for anything. And because he stoked that issue, which was pretty much no longer an issue in America. People didn't look at it that way. But in terms of, and it's not all his fault, because there are a lot of people uh, who want our country to adhere to Marxist principles, and they viewed race as the opportunity to divide us. One more great opportunity to divide us because we were not really divided along class lines, which is classic Marxism. But Barack Obama, to me, cannot, he would not be a guy who would be uh, beloved like Queen Elizabeth. He's a historic figure. He's clearly, in contrast to Joe Biden, uh, a charismatic figure. There's no questioning Obama is a tremendous orator and he's able to inspire a lot of people. Not me, because I don't agree with his policies. But he inspires a lot of people. I mean, I know there were people who cried, not black people, people who cried when he was elected president because his election as president signified what? An end to the thought that America still harbored any significant portion of racism in his country. His election disproved that. And his reelection disproved that. Twice. I was gonna say yeah, that, twice. absolutely right. Exactly. And the fact that you know, he then had uh, two black attorney generals and on and on and on and on. There were no more delineations of white, black in America. But then in his second term, when things started to go south for him and the economy didn't come around, he took the lazy route and he was fully, fully able with his intellect and his oratory skills. He was fully able to articulate his positions, why they were authentic positions, why they were defendable positions, why they were the right position. He had the talent and the ability to articulate that without bringing race into the argument. But instead, he took the lazy way and he brought race into it. And that stoked people like Patrice Cullors and like BLM and like Antifa. And now you see the damage that is wrought in our country. So no, Obama's not that guy to me. In terms of could we ever have another leader like that? Hmm. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.